Tweet at SAFM Radio and at John Gerica. Going to be a difficult topic for me to handle with this one. I'm going to admit it straight away. That's why I'm going to need your interaction with this, please. Uh, it's uh, Hidden Figures, and today's Hidden Figures, Onkopotso Abram Tiro. Uh, February is a critical month in South African history. The unbanning of political parties, the release of political prisoners, the repeal of apartheid laws took place in February as well. Many hidden figures in this four-week expanse that are not brought forward in our collective memory. Our next guest wrote an article playing homage to the life and times of Onkopotso Abram Tiro, student activist of the Black Consciousness Movement who passed on this day in 1974. And our guest argues that our post-94 leadership has failed to attain justice for our fallen heroes. On the line is David Letzualo. He is a Sankarist and activist and law academic as well. David, thank you very much for joining us. Let's start at the beginning when we're talking about uh, uh, Tiro. Who Who is this person that we're talking about? Um, uh, good evening, John. How, how, how are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. <laughs> we'll start from the beginning with greetings. Anyway, I'm, I really appreciate the fact that now we've got the moment to talk about people that are really unsung in our post-1994 uh, democracy, so-called. And one of those, obviously, is the, the gallant uh, hero of our struggle, the martyr of our revolution, Onkopote uh, Abraham uh, Tiro. You, you correctly stated that he was, uh, you know, he was assassinated uh, on this day in 1974. So here we're talking about somebody who was principled, somebody who instilled courage, somebody who was forthright, somebody who was a, a great intellectual. We're talking about somebody who, sh- who shook the, the fear amongst the uh, black people after they were suppressed by the torture, uh, you know, and death as orchestrated by the apartheid regime at the time. And we're talking about somebody who conscientized the nation to say, wake up, this is what we need to do as black people. Mm. But in doing so, you can't do it yourself, uh, you know, alone as, uh, you know, uh, people of Azania. You need to uh, to work together with other people in the, in the rest of the continent in order to solve uh, the challenges facing, uh, you know, Africans in, 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 in this uh, mother continent of ours. So this is somebody that uh, I think the post-1994 scenario has uh, deliberately uh, silenced or erased together with uh, other heroes in the uh, Africanist movement or even in the uh, black consciousness movement. Uh, we're talking about people such as uh, Muntumiesa, Mapeta, uh, you know, Mohapi. We're talking about, uh, you know, Robert Sobukwe. We're talking about the Mutubing. Many uh, of our unsung heroes, because maybe their politics or their ideals were not favorable. Mm to the pro-white, uh, you know, status quo that has been sustained since 1994 via the clause called uh, Rainbow Nation. Uh, that is, in short, what I can say about Onkopositiro, uh, except that we need to realize that this somebody who was uh, self-sacrificial, like any revolutionary, you talk about Sankara, you talk about uh, Patrice Lumumba, you talk about Kwame Nkrumah, all these people are known for loving their people, to the point that they can actually pay the ultimate price, like uh, what uh, Steve Biko did. And, and, and importantly, as Sankara and uh, Biko would have said, these people knew that they were going to be killed as long as they're in the struggle, okay. and also that their ideas will never die. And we can put here, uh, you yeah. uh, Tiro was killed by a parcel bomb. 
by the apartheid uh, regime police. Who knows? Um, what? How old was he? And what was he doing? How was he changing the black consciousness movement? Um, he was not changing the black consciousness movement. He was changing the the nation from the from the grip of the omnipotent white supremacy. And with black consciousness movement, he meant to change or challenge that status quo in the sense of making uh, black people believe in themselves, believe that they need to take the cajels of their own struggle to fight the oppressive white uh, regime, you know, of the time. And also that, uh, you know, what white supremacy does, it dehumanizes you. You are nothing. You are a thing. You are not a human being. And therefore, you live in a state of indignity which situation still persists today. So what he did, like, because they've uh, said that he, went, he pumped life and substance into our lives so that what white supremacy did to make us only shells, empty shells, mm. so we become ourselves, we become proud people, so that we know that we can rely on ourselves and do things for ourselves without relying on the, you know, on, on the handouts and the mercy of our own oppressors. How is he doing that? Uh, can you repeat yourself then? How was he doing that? How was he making people aware of that? Was he was he doing speeches at campuses? Uh, what, what was the process? You see, the, the it's not a, he was not he was not somebody like we see with most uh, you know politicians of today, particularly post nineteen ninety four, who are big in speaking and rhetoric, like Sankara and others. He was somebody who believed that. The, the idea of struggle, the ideology, and the quest for revolution can be connected uh, between idea and what is practically happening in the in the society. So the whole philosophy of black consciousness was about being how you conduct yourself, your way of life, your perspective of life, so you cannot theorize about yourself. So he was living what he believed in. So there was no time for rhetoric. There's time for pragmatism and uh, and uh, practice as, as, as it were. And this it did by actually taking the struggle from the classroom, from the education space, which is, by the way, a site of struggle, into the communities. That is why people of his generation were able to trans, you know, say whatever they were saying and advocating in the, in the universities into the, the national politics, which was very, very, uh, you know, vacuum. Remember, the, the, the apartheid regime had actually obliterated and created a lull in the society after the Shabuville massacre in 1960. So these are the people who obliterated the vacuum created by the banning of liberation movements to actually mobilize society wherever they are, from the universities, classrooms, up to the challenges that people are experiencing in, in every day. And if you look at what is happening today, you know, in this uh, so-called democracy, you'll realize that uh, leadership, our leaders do not see, do not connect what they are talking in parliament, wherever they are, mm. or even in their rallies. But in, the, in their society, in the communities, we see a lot of squalor, we see pit toilets, sewerage spilling all over, and many other issues of indignity, whereas people are still talking progressive language. So with Black Consciousness Movement, you had this idea of marrying or interfacing what you are talking about to what uh, the lived reality and practical aspects on the ground are.
My guest is David Letswalo, is a Sankarist, an activist and law academic as well, talking about lost figures. And today we're focusing on Ojopotso Tiro. A couple of voice notes that have come in on this topic. Let's take those uh, before we continue the talk with David. You can send in as well on 0614-104-107. Hi, good evening, John. Uh, this is Franz from Wade Louvre. Uh, John, uh, the, the late Ojopotso uh, Tiro, um, I didn't know much about him until 1994 uh, when I went to, back then it was uh, the University of Tefloop, uh, now the University of Limpopo. And uh, the, there was a hall, you know, that was named after him. And um, that's how I started knowing about him. And uh, as well, uh, we had a stadium at that university that was named after him as well. And um, after a year, you know, in 1993, I lost my brother, who was uh, the member of an MK as well, uh, on his way back. It was um, on the 10th of March, you know, just two days after my birthday. And um, he was um, gunned down uh, at Pongola on his way entering the country from Swaziland. Uh, even today, I'm still uh, trying to find closure and answers who actually killed my brother and uh guess what a month after on the 10th of april his commander-in-chief uh comrade chris honey was gunned down as well in eastern you know um I, i'm still 1993 and even today i'm still trying to get closure uh, um, i'm still trying to find out who killed my brother i want to know the truth some of us we can like have peace until we know the truth but uh let those uh those heroes be celebrated and uh, those family who did manage you know to 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 bury them you know at their places um let their soul rest in peace and uh, let's celebrate them thank you my brother good evening uh, to you john and your guest when didleg died on his memorial service President Ramaphosa called him a son of the soil. You know, my heart oozed with blood because I know cadres from the PAC are not recognized at all. They die every day. There will be no flag flown at half mask. We understand that the winner takes all. We understand that, that the victor gets to write history. But we know that parliament during the reign of stones had to convene every year to pass the Sobukwe clause to keep Sobukwe in jail. But so little is said of him. It's only the Raymond Mshabas, the Sisulus and so forth. The struggle, the fight for liberation was a collective effort. But today, we don't hear about that. It, it, it's sad. It's Honorable Monareng in Kailicha. Uh, David, you can hear the anger there. How do we, how do we get families to to get answers, to get the truth about what happened back in those days? It doesn't seem like there's political will to want to do that. Oh, definitely. I mean, I share the pain by the the, the brothers that uh, you know vote now. I mean, I mean, for the last caller, particularly when he actually referred to what did uh, uh, President Ramaphosa said on the occasion of the you know memorial service of. Uh, uh, the apartheid was last uh, unapologetic, you know, uh, President Dittlerk, when he said he was like a son of the soil. My my heart really sank, mm. and I still feel that, uh, I mean, that's uh, un, un, unforgivable. 
and also the the idea about the idea caller when he said uh, you know zero is only you know remembered you know with the a hall at the university of uh, you know the north the teflop and also there is also a memorial lecture there but i must also indicate that the houghton province the provincial government have honored him with a with a primary school i think in the western but that's not enough mm. that nobody knows about uh, about 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 the but you saying how can we you know make sure that the the wrongs are are corrected i want to i want to say that with this uh, 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 government post nineteen ninety four government i think the uh, the the leadership or the dispensation is so drunk in in in, in trainboism that i don't think uh, they are going to make sure that these uh, things are corrected i mean if you check uh, this is a storyline that is very very painful because uh, Nobody will tell you, for instance, about uh, uh, Jeff Tamasemola. Uh, you know, many radio hosts and the TV anchors will not even know or even talk about uh, Jeff Tamasemola. Will not talk about Montumiezo. Will not talk about uh, uh, you know uh, Mapeta Mohapi. So I'm just giving the examples. So there is no way in which uh, this government is going to. I mean, 20 almost 30 years of knowing the, the hush realities with parents and uh, you know relatives or the victims of the atrocious acts of apartheid you know not getting the answers and i mean if people are still honoring the clerk who did all these atrocities do you think they're going to care about uh, making sure that we know about uh, about these people so this is a very 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 serious indictment it's very very uh, painful and it is worse when it is done by a so-called black government post-1994 we, we could understand if you know it was done by a white regime because that's what they were supposed to do as a, you know as racists and white supremacists. But when this whole scenario persists, you know, in a so-called black government, it, it, it's just deflating, it's frustrating, and it's actually making one angry. Unfortunately, the spirit of the rainbow has made our people not to be angry enough and not to be, you know, have to be outrageous. Because uh, once we lose a sense of anger and uh, outrage, we end up being complacent and celebrating uh, mediocrity, and then we embrace, you know, you know, lousy things of, uh, you know, rainbowism and celebration and uh, non-racialism, without getting into the real issues of uh, justice. Because we are now championing the idea of reconciliation and uh, peace over over justice. And this is very, very uh, important. So in order to remember them, I think it is important for black uh, 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 movements, black activists, Africanists, you know, the Azanian bloc, if you like, to come together to make sure that they take power, they take state power, they capture the state, you know, unapologetically in order to correct the, the wrongs. Because if you don't have a, pro, a pro-black or an Africanist government leading uh, this uh, government or taking over the state, there is no way in which crucial things will be attended to. So only only a, an unapologetically African pro-black government can uh, can help us uh, address all these uh, atrocities so that we embrace our people. Because even if you look at our curriculum in the school, the whole issue of decolonization is just a song that is just uh, you know endless. Mm-hmm. But in the practical sense of black consciousness or pan-Africanism. We can have in our schools, uh, you know, Bikos, uh, uh, you know, Sobukes, Masemolas, and many other, you know, revolutionaries who have been deliberately erased from 
from our space. David, so I think, uh, sorry, David, you. we're running out of time very, very quickly, and I could talk to you about this for, for days. Uh, if somebody yeah. does want to find out more about your views and, and, and read some of your articles, what's the best way to get hold of you? Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to risk uh, you know, advertising other people on your show, but I write <laughs> often on the Sunday Independent. Uh, okay. you know, I, they, they accommodate me there to raise this kind of views which are not accommodated in the pro-dominant uh, white media that mm. we know. Uh, you know so, oh, yeah, Sunday Independent, I do have a, a space there. Thank you. David Letzuolo, thank you very much for sharing your views. Sankarist, an activist and law academic, and I'm sure you'll be able to find him on the social medias as well. David Letzuolo, thank you very much.